what I went for, I was not getting, but I made the best of the situation. And then something happened and the way that that person started to look at me and treat me was in completely out of a line with the person who I feel that I am. The look in their eyes and their vibe I will never forget was so soul crushing. They looked at me like I was a monster and I just felt completely unseen. Intimate, inspiring, raw, real. Self-love stripped down and amped up. Welcome to Bed Talks by Alice Cass with your hosts, Meg and Sabrina. So what can you expect from Bed Talks? By exposing ourselves and sharing our no bullshit stories and everything we've learned along the way, we want to inspire you to stand in your worth and step into your feminine power so you can be confidently and unapologetically you. Bed Talks is fueled by our mission to highlight all facets of what it means to be a woman, letting go of ideals of perfectionism, embracing the struggles for the lessons they teach us, and celebrating our uniqueness while laughing and enjoying the wild ride together. Here's to breaking down the barriers, owning our journey, and having fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive deep. In today's episode, we explore one of my favorite topics, stepping outside your comfort zone. So I share a story that I've never shared before about taking a plane to go on a date with a stranger. And we go into the shame and growth that comes from failure and the unlikely gifts that come from taking these risks. I share a similar story about stepping outside my comfort zone and the soul-crushing experience it took to understand how important it is to still honor yourself, your values, and your boundaries above all. We took planes to learn those lessons so you don't have to. Save yourself the airfare and enjoy this episode. Thanks for joining us. Do you, do you have a story about like you, you jumping off a cliff? It's mostly like trip stuff, right. um, oh, taking too. trips or canceling flights or quitting a job. Um, and some of them I had more faith in. And then some of them, you know, some of them were more worrisome. And then what I took out of those situations was like not what I went into them for, you know. Right. So, oh, yeah. You yeah. expect you expect yourself when to you, receive when you a, jump a lesson. Off that cliff you're like, I'm going to learn this today and I'm going to do this for this reason. And yeah. you're like, oh, it's my God. It's something so it below was. that surface level that was not in your face. But I think like in those moments. So I'll th I'm thinking of a couple examples. One was taking a trip to New York City. Glamorous. Right. And, and we get stuck in. And I think whenever it's like glamour equals kind of ego stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, cool. The big city. Cool guy. Cool thing. Cool. I'm the cool girl. All, we're doing the cool trip. Yeah. I'm cool, 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 cool. And, you know, there's that little voice inside of you that you feel that's like a little twisty feeling that's like, uh, okay, yeah, you're stepping outside of your comfort zone. That's, you know, that can be nice. But like something, there's that voice. It's like, this is what I just wrote down. I'm like, the difference between stepping outside of your comfort zone, but still honoring yourself, mm. still honoring yourself, your values, your boundaries, that's so, so you, important. You can you can you can jump out of your comfort zone, but still honor boundaries and yourself, and stay true to who you are. Which comes back step number one: freaking knowing knowing yourself, getting to know yourself. So when I you know went to New York a couple years ago, I I knew that some things were making me uncomfortable about going. I didn't know everything. I was unsure. The vibe from the person that I was going to meet was a little off. I wasn't like feeling that support and connection and kind of like, I wasn't feeling like I was going to get caught. 
I knew I was jumping off the cliff and I knew that the water was not going to be warm and soft and beautiful. It was going to be that concrete hit. I had a feeling. So jump on the plane, go there. Okay, still kind of uncertain, but I love New York. I love being independent there. I get kind of fueled by like, I'm alone in New York and I'm going to figure it out. Like that's <laughs> fun, right? Um, and then sure enough, it went exactly the way that I thought it would. <laughs> and I jumped and I landed hard. And, um, you know, some things happened, some circumstances happened that honestly, like I'm not even exaggerating, but that were soul crushing. Yeah. Like, like absolutely soul crushing to the deepest, darkest point that unless you've experienced it, you can't really understand what it feels like to feel so like, like someone has like just anyway it's 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 soul crushing so i had that soul crushing situation like 24 hours into the trip and like with um, the guy? Yeah. yeah and i and i went and i had you know a girlfriend there and we met up and we did nice things but like just everything it was like one sign after the other that was like i don't like this Ooh, that i don't feeling like this of like, dis- like, like this. not being aligned i don't like, like this i don't I like this that did person's re- not seeing me they're not being that nice they're not being open like are we even on the same page here I've but still making the experience. best of it making the yeah. best of it well i'm going to take myself to that lunch and i'm going to go there and i'm in new york be open just walk around it's a beautiful day cool what you ca- what i I went for, I was not getting, but I made the best of the situation. And then something happened. And the way that that person started to look at me and treat me was in s- completely out of a line with the person who I feel that I am. The look in their eyes and their vibe, I will never forget, was so soul crushing. They looked at me like I was a monster. And I just c- felt completely unseen. Mm. completely unseen and just like stuck shocked and just kind of you know out of sorts so the decisions that I made when that went down did not honor me and in that situation it was kind of a fight or flight and in that situation I did not honor myself and I kind of I don't want to say manipulated the situation but I just saw the situation that it was and I kind of made the decisions in that moment, knowing that, okay, I'm going to have to go home and do some soul searching. But in that moment, that's what was keeping me kind of like, it was the easiest way. I went for easy over honor. It's really interesting when we're in it and we have a hard time. We know that it's not in alignment and we know that it's uh, like, okay, like what you're asking yourself kind of like, what can I do now? Mm -hmm. But you are in that fight or flight and you're still pulled by like, this should be a good experience. Like from the outside, it looks like, oh, this is so glamorous. Like you said, this is so cool. You know, you're like kind of lured in by the the image of it. And you're like, maybe, I don't know if this was your experience because I had something very similar. Like the whole time I was in that same situation, I thought it was me. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I'm the one who's, like, not making mm-hmm. the situation comfortable. Like, I'm awkward. Like, it's because of me that he's not treating me as I should be treated. And I, w- I, I, w- I had such a hard time shifting that. It only came after that I realized that, wow, like, the way he was showing up wasn't fair, you know? And it wasn't kind, and it wasn't open. And it wasn't, it wasn't just a reflection of me. Like, I was struggling, but there was no one there to, to receive me in, an, in a human way way you know and it seems that's it's like there was a lack of humanity I've just uh, exactly to be in the presence of somebody who has no respect for you 
um, is chilling. Uh, and and Like I feel so much for you right now yeah. because I know exactly what that feels like and I wish that upon no, no one. one. Because it is it is really like a soul-crushing feeling yes. to just put yourself out there and you did jump off that cliff yeah. to go, you know, spend Splat. time with someone mm-hmm. and, and you just, you're being received with like almost like disgust. Disgust. It was disgust. exactly I that. I know, I know. Disgust. And you're like, so Like I'm why here and I'm opening I up here? and I'm trying and you invited me yeah, and this, this is, and that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I've put a bad taste in your mouth somehow. Exactly. And so in that moment when things were really going down, I chose easy over honor. And uh, I want to get that word out. Like, oh, girls, in that moment. Unless it's, unless it's for your safety. Because I was kind of like safety, ease, money, logistics, New York. That's what took my decision. It wasn't mm. honor. Yeah. So I was going over the ease of logistics and those things instead of Meg, you are like, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, my so God, I, it's like so exactly the same situation. So I didn't get the fuck out. I didn't get the fuck out. I stayed. My soul continued to be crushed, made other couple little things that didn't sit right. And then what did I do? I took myself to Phantom of the Opera because mm. I wanted an outlet for my heart to be pulled out. I wanted to feel, I wanted to cry. I wanted, I sat in the front row of one of the balconies. I got a double champagne, (laughs) sat there alone and just like wept and felt. And honestly, like the phantom friggin' it scooped me up. It scooped me up. And that's why I have such a fond relationship now of the phantom because of that moment. And then I came home and I listened to the music and looked up the lyrics on Apple Music and like wept in bed over a couple songs. Um, but that's what you need sometimes, yeah. you know, to like connect to something outside of yourself that's beautiful, like art, emotion, mm-hmm. expression, and yes. then just let yourself feel, feel and just like cry it out, feel it out. Because a lot of times we hold that stuff in mm-hmm. and we kind of like we'll blame ourselves or we'll just be like, oh, whatever, like dismiss it. And it's really cool that you were actually able to like in the moment be like, I'm going to feel this out. This is what I need. Out. This is like, what I in need. In my case, I, I called a friend and just was like... I, I had like a lot of support from friends back home where I was like, I need to talk this out and like cry on the phone. Yeah. So that was my jumping off a cliff kind of feeling. There was residual effects. I came home, felt crappy, just like, but, but. How long did it take you to recover? And like, what did you get from it? Uh, I, I got to like a reminder to trust that gut feeling mm and not get sucked in by the glamour. Have I mastered that? Probably not. I may have another glamorous invitation that may not feel perfectly aligned, and then I will have to listen to this conversation mm-hmm. of ours and just sit on it, meditate on it, be, be still with it, and just kind of be like, w- why are you going? What is bringing you there? Um, so what I got out of it Sure. Was it a fun trip to New York? I made it fun. When you're a positive, optimistic kind of person, like, you know, you can make any situation like good, but then it's like fucking exhausting Mm -hmm. to put this energy out, to put a positive energy out and for it to be continuously fucking squished, which was what was happening with this person in New York for three days. I'm like, hey, this, that squished. Hey, this, that. Damn. You know, like it was it, it. it, it, you can only 
give so much. And I see people in relationships where one person's kind of negative and sour and one person's that person that's like always, not necessarily always going to see the silver lining because like I'm real, you know, and sometimes that's like can feel obnoxious if someone's like, well, and you're like, no, I just need to be miserable for a second. But when you put out that, that, that energy and it's like almost someone is like purposely kind of putting you down, mm-hmm. it's very toxic. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, get out, get out. You know, you can share your energy with so many more people that's going to be received slash and just yourself, you just yourself. yourself. Take yeah. on that, t- go on that walk by yourself. Look up, look at the trees, feel the air on your skin. Don't friggin' take that person with you. Yeah. Um, so would you do it again or would you have preferred to not have had that experience altogether? Oh, I, I, I don't mind having that experience. I don't regret it. I, I really don't regret it. Um, and now, you know, it's not to say that I'm guarded. That person is still, I've, I still have contact with that person maybe like once a year. Um, and no matter how they act, what they say, I'm guarded. Mm-hmm. Because how they act and what they say is different than that. But I see glimpses of it. So then I know that, that that's inside of them. And once you see someone's true colors, and when those true colors are just so, 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 so dark, it's like a black hole. It's not even a color. It's just like a black <laughs> fucking hole. Um, nothing. Yeah. Because a lot of those people, uh, until like they need to do the work. Yeah. But you if, can't do but it if it's them. serving them, yeah. if it's still serving them and they're still having relationships and they're still doing money or travel or whatever, you know, is their thing, they're not going to pause and do the self-work no. if it's serving them to be that black hole person. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So, no, I don't regret going. Um, but I do now know because what it's like to listen to that yeah. voice in that moment. Yeah, because I, I had a very, very similar yeah, experience. <laughs> Um, I, a, a trip mm-hmm. I had, it was the guy that I, uh, I matched with on, on Raya mm-hmm. and ended up going on a trip with a complete stranger. He lived in LA and it seemed like sort of like this perfect mm-hmm. story and the way that it was pitched, it was pitched as an adventure and I love adventures. Mm-hmm. So if someone's like, do you want to go on an adventure? I'm like, hell yeah. And you know, we had a lot in common seemingly, uh, you know, he was a very successful op- entrepreneur in the wellness industry. So I as well got kind of lured in and distracted by the glitz of it, you know, being like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Like people would kill to have this opportunity to kind of like be around someone like that who's so successful and who seems so interesting. And he genuinely seemed like a, a, a very nice person. You know, we FaceTimed, we chatted. It, it seemed great. <laughs> and, um you know, I knew it was a risk and I knew there was like a few little red flags that I kind of overlooked because I wanted the experience and I wanted it. And I'm like a risk taker in that sense. And I had just, you know, it had been a few months or a month that I had quit drinking and he didn't drink. And I was like, oh, this is just so perfect. Like, I'm just going to go on this trip. And I, you know, I had been in isolation even before I quit drinking. I kind of took myself out of a lot of situations and was spending a lot of time alone and, you know, winter in Montreal, it's brutal. Really isolating. Yeah, it's really isolating. So I was like, this is a great opportunity to get out of my comfort zone, to do something different. I love California. We were going to go on a road trip, all the things that I love. And, um, you know, I paid for my own flight. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was being flown around. So I was like, no, I'm in control here. Like we're doing this. It's an adventure. It's like a great experience. Um, he pitched it as a, 
I do one thing outside my comfort zone every year. And he gave me examples of things that he did. And this year he said he wanted to go on a trip with a stranger. And would I be that stranger? <laughs> so it makes me feel creepy about yeah, guys. Yeah. Hey, girl. Yeah. Hey, super sexy entrepreneur girl. You're going to be my outside my comfort zone. It's like, yeah. what the it fuck? It wasn't. It was. And that's the thing. It was also pitched. <laughs> I know it sounds like so stupid. And like, of course, you're fucking naive, Sabrina. Like, I'm um, so naive sometimes. No, and I know. And everyone was like, you know. The way when we were talking, it didn't seem so contrived mm-hmm. as the way that I'm saying it now. It did flow and it wasn't like that awkward. And it was seemed like a seemingly possible kind of way to, to go about living your life. And I do weird things a lot. So to me, it didn't sound it didn't sound that weird. I was like, yeah, this is so something I yeah. would do. Of course, like anyone who's like, oh, that's so you, Sabrina. Like, duh, you're going to go do that. Yeah. You know, so, so you take the flight. So I take the flight and like imagine like picture yourself like how I don't know if any of you have been on like dating apps and go on dates with strangers. Like there's always that moment before, especially like if you're not, if you're, you know, before when I was drinking, I would have like a drink before going on a date because it would help me. But like, if you're sober going on a date, like that anxiety feeling of like going to meet a stranger, even in your own city is like intense. Like I had a six oh, hour yeah. flight like that. So like I had a lot of time to think about like what I was doing and like, was this crazy? And then so there was a lot of like, what am I getting myself into? You know, so, so much dialogue. Oh my God. So much, so dialogue. much dialogue. So I am... Um, I, I go there. Did he there. pick you up at the yeah, airport? Yeah, he did pick me up at the airport. But I also had a bit of like that fight or flight response. Um, I mean, on top of this, it's, it's it was it was it was the timing was really interesting. I also kind of like wasn't dating, wasn't seeing anyone, was kind of really in my own bubble. So and already with my like sort of history with men, like I have a pretty big distrust of men in general. So it's just funny that I ended up doing this because it doesn't come. Like, I, I don't trust them. So, like, there was a lot of, like, fight or flight in my body. Just, like, that anxiety even that wasn't, like, I wasn't fully aware of. So, for I had a hard time being present. Yes. And because it was a, a, an uncomfortable situation. So, he did pick me up. He was seemed nice. But, like, guys, like, as soon as I sat down on his couch, like, we were leaving on the road trip the next day because the plan was to go on a road trip. Uh and like he kind of like made a move like right away and the topics of conversation got really sexual like right away and I was like oh fuck like right off the bat and I was like whoa 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 danger that's not how it was pitched you know and this is not how our dialogue was on the phone or on FaceTime when we were talking and I was kind of like did you say that well I kind of like I kind of like I saw that he was going in to like kiss me at one point and like the body language so I kind of like dodged it so like my whole thing was dodging um because and and then you know when you're in that situation and especially when it's in the gray area when it's not explicit you kind of like overlook it and sweep it under the rug like there's lots of situations like that where you're like oh did I imagine that or like did I like okay maybe I'm reading too much into it you know and you're kind of like overlooking stuff because you I was taking responsibility I didn't want to make him uncomfortable you know there was a lot of that (sighs) which is crazy Um, it's like I'm the woman I'm putting myself in a vulnerable position like you're a man I'm in your space and this is like fucking terrifying like be supportive like give me that safe space and it's like you're doing the exact opposite and okay obviously I knew what I was you know I was putting myself in a in a in a situation that was risky, but, um, but we, you know what? It's also being hopeful. Yeah. And and it's not a bad thing to be hopeful. So it's like, where's the line between being naive and being hopeful? 
Yeah, I wanted I wanted to believe that it could just and like obviously there is that like idea of like oh it could be a romance you know like I I was open to that for sure like I'm not I'm not gonna like deny that there was not that aspect of like oh this is gonna be like fun and I'm gonna get to meet like you know an attractive success, successful guy and like and just kind of see what happens. You and know, I was also open to it, but it wasn't like a given. Like it wasn't like I'm going there, we're going to have sex and it's going to be like this like thing, you know? And in that moment, I mean, there there is, it's not a bad thing to feel that somebody who you, you know, especially before this, respect, like kind of look up to all these things. Yeah, I didn't mention that. Like that they're was, interested in yeah, you. Yeah. Like that's like, oh, who am I? And, and in that moment, like, this is what we all need to like work towards is that like external validation versus your mm-hmm. internal validation. Well, that's exactly it. Right. Cause he was someone that I had heard on my, fa- he was interviewed by my favorite podcaster, mm-hmm. like of all time. So I was like, Oh my God, like this dude that I just literally heard on this podcast, like four months before. And I remember that episode and like talking about it at like Christmas, cause it was a really crazy story and it was really cool. So of course, when I was like chatting with him, there was that, that was like luring yeah. me in, you know, and we, and we, and then we're getting that validation and is that ego thing that, oh, okay, like he's into me, like he's asking me to do this. And you just, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of like allowing that to override the reality of the situation, you know? So I was in that position and I was just like, oh, maybe I'm being weird. And like, I always have that thing because this idea of myself as an awkward person has been like a prominent like belief in my life, like my whole life. Cause I'm like pretty introverted and, and shy. So, you know, like in that moment, it brought me back to like how I used to see myself. Mm. So instead of showing up, like even in every interaction, uh, that we were having, I always felt like, Oh, like I'm not, I'm not my real self. Like I'm not showing up as myself. And it, and it, and I was spiraling in the moment and then also it was very like uncomfortable and I, I felt unsafe. So it was that fight or flight and he was changing the plans. So we were supposed to go to one place and then he's like, oh, we're going here. Finally, we're going to Vegas. And I'm like, dude, why the fuck would we go to Vegas? I don't drink. You don't drink. I gambling scares me. Like it's like addiction that scares me, you know, like all these things like no, 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 no. And like everything was just not what I expected. And then. Um, I was just taking the blame. I was just like, I'm not I'm not saying what I I'm not speaking up. I'm not expressing myself. So like, how could he, like, I was just taking on all the responsibility for the situation. Um, and I wasn't used to, you know, like now I can look back and be like, wow, I was not being treated like the way that I should have been treated, you know, like women should be respected and, and worshiped, you know, like, but like he should have been like, Oh, how can I make you feel good? Like, and he would try in his own way, but like, he was just so on another planet, like humble bragging about all the cool people he knew. And like, and like, just like thinking he was the shit and like I was just along for it I was just along for it and I was just a part of his like this story that he was doing and he also had his own story written before meeting you for sure for sure and so it's like whose story is is gonna play out so whose story played out well it was just a really strange experience overall like we did have moments where it was sorry where it was really fun and we had like cool experiences. We ended up going hiking and going to Joshua tree and like doing all these things. Um, but man, it was hard. It was hard. I had like a lot of breakdowns. I even like, and this is not like, I remember one night I ended up going out and like going out alone and like drinking and like, and like I had just quit drinking, but I didn't quit. Like I wasn't like committed to it. I was like, I'm going to take a break. So when I was there, 
I went out one night and I was like, fuck this. I went to sit at a bar, brought my journal, like a random bar, like not a cool bar, no, no, no. And like just sitting alone journaling, all these dudes coming at me, like what happens when a girl's alone in a bar, like journaling? Everyone's like, what are you writing about? <laughs> so like I ended up getting all like, just like hanging out with like sketchy people. And it was like, it was like, I was, I fell back into like an old spiral. Cause like when I was, when I used to drink, I used to go on these crazy adventures. Cause I was like, I'm on I'm on, like adventure time you know and I would just end up in crazy places and I put myself in a kind of unsafe situation that night where I ended up like somewhere where I was like where the fuck am I like what am I doing here who are these people like blah blah, blah. you know like one of those and then I got myself out of it and I went back and um because this was like this was after the road trip I had like a couple days back in in LA and um it was just like, there was just so much happening there. There was so much coming up for me because then it was just like, ah, oh, like, you know, like guilt and like, and like feeling bad about myself. And there was just like, ah, oh, like, so, so it was like a story of like jumping off a cliff, taking a huge risk. And then like, like one thing after the other feeling like unsafe in my body, unsafe in the space. Um, not happy with the decisions I was making, sad that I couldn't express myself and use my voice and yes. show up as myself. Like that was the killer for me. It was like, he was there and I was like, I just want to say all this stuff to you. So at the end of the day, like the last day I kind of told him, I was like, listen, like I felt like uncomfortable. Like you didn't actually want me here. Like you didn't see me. Like you didn't like this whole thing. It was, you know, I show up, you change all the plans. Like there was a lot of discomfort and a lot of things that like expectations that weren't met. And I think maybe we weren't clear on our expectations and I kind of voiced it a little bit and he received it, but like, obviously, you know, like how can someone like that really have anything to fucking say? Like, you know, he just kind of like heard it and was like, Oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. But like, didn't really offer much. And that wasn't the point. It was kind of just like for me to be able to say something. And I was, I was just thinking that because in my moment I didn't say anything. Right. And in my moment I was calculating and I was like, it's going to fall on deaf ears yeah. and he's not going to shift and he's just going to somehow use this against me either to my face or when he goes home and tells his story mm. about this crazy bitch. And that gets you, right? That That's gets you. That's what I protected. Like my reputation. Yes. Yeah. And what he's going to say. And you're like, in your head, you're just like, fuck, like, you know, I want to show up as myself so that he can like think I'm so cool and he can like me and see like my my soul. Like I want to show my soul and like what I'm really worth because I know there's something inside me that is like so loving and so great and I want to share that with people and I want it to be seen. The you know? right person because if it's the wrong person, he's just gonna distort it. And yeah. like that was what was bothering distort, me too. Yeah. It was like this distort. I could see in his eyes this distorted <laughs> image of myself and it got me so angry because I was like, that's not who I am. Oh my god, this is why exactly are you seeing that? Situation. And, and it's exactly that you're you're so bang on to say this distorted reality of you, this distorted reality and of you. Why it's the chilling. Fuck, do we care what these it's assholes chilling. think? Exactly, <laughs> that's the thing. So these are the guys that do deserve to be told off. And who the fuck cares if they think that we're crazy bitches? Because yeah. guess what? I was a crazy bitch to him, even if I said something or not. Yeah. So instead, yeah. I bit my tongue yeah. my soul got crushed even more exactly. instead of being like you're this you're that that's not okay that's not yeah. okay instead of being like okay well i i'm gonna you know what it I'm is i'm just gonna make the best of it and go along with it and then because like for me it's always that fork in the road and sometimes i always i always choose the higher road i always do mm -hmm. but in that sometimes i'm wondering does my higher road is it is that hurting my soul and 
And mm. is that higher road, sometimes I do it in this funny way, I'll explain it. It's like almost to re- protect the reputation of women mm-hmm. so that we're not all uh. crazy cunts. I honestly, in that moment, it's not just me, it's like women. But it's that balance of, okay, being a crazy cunt, v- being someone like pushed over and disrespected. So I don't like, I'm not like this tiny weak person that's like, I'm doing it for all women, you know? But there's something in my mind that's like this split second calculation. I know, calculation. but it's that message that we get that if we express ourselves and that if we're drawing, we're making boundaries that we're like considered uh, these like difficult, high mm-hmm. maintenance mm-hmm. and you don't want to like uh, put that onto our, our gender. But the mm-hmm. truth is, it's like, it's like no, like people need to speak be up. people need to be told, and we need to like speak up for ourselves, mm-hmm. especially in these situations where people are making our safety mm-hmm. an issue. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the time, and it, and that and this relates to not just these situations, but it, it's very specifically related to sex. I think mm-hmm. as well. Um, I've been in that situation with men where. I've been drunk or in a, I agreed to go back to their place and then I'm, I'm there and I'm not comfortable and I'm not happy. But the voice in my head is like, well, you're here and like you made this decision to come here and like, well, just go along with it, you know, because whatever, because you feel unsafe and you feel like you can't speak up. And then you also feel like, you know, you made the decision, like you're here, like, okay, I can't turn back now. And I feel like this is like what's going on in these situations when we're just like, Okay, well, in the same way, I have had so many situations where I do say no, and it's late, and it's fucking awkward, and this is what I talk about with a lot of people. No matter when the girl says no, it's yeah. still no. Yeah. So you're on a date. Yeah, they bo- you both want it to happen. You've mm-hmm. committed. There's, there's some chemistry. There's this. Maybe you've ended up at somebody's house. Yeah, okay, yeah. The signs are back and forth. But at any moment, either one of you can change your mind. Exactly. And you have that you can, you can, you have the floor to change your mind. You can say no at any point. So on that note, I have a couple situations where I did say no. Somebody even flew to Jamaica to see me and have a trip. And I didn't hook up with them once because when I got there, I was like, Ooh, I just saw too much ego in him. I, my body actually physically shut down and I could not sacrifice my body or my space. And I knew I felt, it, it felt like an after school special where it's like, no, like I know, like I also, cause he then obviously was upset, super mad at me, super weirded out, kept trying, just like made me feel like crap instead of like, Oh yeah, you know what? I, we both had the expectations for things to go down, but then it didn't go that way. And I didn't manipulate this. I wasn't like, let me make this guy come here and then I'm going to say no. That's not fun for me either. No. I'd rather stay home. Um, but to know that it's going to maybe be sticky and uncomfortable, but it's going to be so much better than sacrificing yourself yeah. and your and your boundaries. Yeah, for sure. Because so many times in those moments, I'll even like convince myself that I'm like, fine with it you know and that's what happened on this trip too I was like yeah yeah it's fine like oh it's cool like I can handle it or you know I kind of like dis- was dismissive and like that I find is something that happened in those situations like you wake up next to a guy and you're like uh, okay yeah yeah that, that's oh. what I wanted like that's that's fine I know? hooked up with the guy in New York after he was a monster yeah like I I you know so it's yeah. like and it was so much more soul crushing than this Jamaica uncomfortable situation. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? There's a lot of discomfort in setting boundaries. It's going to fucking be awkward. It's going to be awkward as And fuck. you're going to feel weird and you're going to question it. But the thing is, 
I've done both where I've like set boundaries and respected them. And then I've done both where I've just like been like, whatever, I'll just like do it. Cause he's here it's and easy. like, it's easy and I don't want to hurt his feelings. Yeah. So I put other people's needs beyond, but before my own and all this stuff, but that takes so much longer to recover from yes. and to heal. And like, I've, I've obviously had to experience those things to like learn, fr- like learn that the boundaries, the discomfort is actually really okay. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly it. Right. It's, it's, it's being able to make those choices for ourselves now going forward and being like, okay, like this situation, like I spoke up a little bit at the end and I left and like, I never heard from him again, you know, like he never responded to me. And I had a really hard time when I came back home. Like I felt like a lot of shame. I felt a lot of shame over just not being able to be myself. And I felt a lot of blame. Like I was blaming myself. Like, Oh, it's my fault. Like everything is my fault. I wasn't able to show up. So like he didn't, treat me the way I needed to be treated because I was acting like a girl that should be disrespected. So like Mm. I took responsibility. So I was like, oh, if I'm acting like that, of course he's going to treat me that way. Like I didn't ask for what I needed. I didn't say what I needed. You know, I didn't say what I wanted to do. I just went along with things. So of course it couldn't have been what I wanted because I wasn't speaking up. So I took a lot of responsibility for that and, and a lot of embarrassment because I felt like, you know, there was a lot of, of me going there and being like, oh, this is like a nice thing and I'm going to have this nice person that I know now that's going to be, that I could like bounce ideas off of. You know, there was like so much like, this is such a cool relationship to have, to like have this experience with someone. Like before going, I was like, wow, this is going to be a really connecting human experience. Like the way that we go to workshops and do this eye gazing and share and be vulnerable. Like when you're in those circles with those women, like like there's still women from the Lululemon, Lululemon Luminaries workshop that I was in that we did the radical sharing where we just shared vulnerable stories. Um, and then you hug after, like, I still feel so connected to those women from that yeah. one conversation. Like I'll never forget them, you know, I'll never forget their story. I'll never forget how they opened up. And like, that's something I'm going to carry with me. So to me, this experience was supposed to be something like that. It was supposed to be something like, oh, we're going to connect on like a soul level because we're doing this crazy thing together. It's like we're going on a trip with a stranger. We're going on a road trip. Like we're sharing our space. We're sharing our time. Like to be one-on-one with someone for an extended period of time, someone that you don't know, like that's pretty incredible. Like I was like, wow, this is an amazing experience. And to come back and be like, oh, like so disappointed and so not have that connection that I was so seeking was like, that was heart crushing that was soul crushing and the fact that he didn't even feel the need to reach out to me and then eventually like two months later three months later I reached out to him and we ended up speaking but for those I had a period of like really raw like I felt raw I felt open all my insecurities came out like all my self-doubt all I was rehashing everything like what I could have done differently like it was really really like a, a long process but what came from it was I really felt like I failed. I really was like, I fucking failed at this situation. So I was really harsh towards myself. But I also just stopped giving a shit. And then I was able to do Instagram stories. It was so weird. I was like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like people can just see me because I felt like I hit a rock bottom in terms of like my view of myself. You're like, come at me. And I was like, come I don't at even me. care anymore. So I was able yeah. to start talking and like showing up more authentically Show and more up. vulnerably mm-hmm. on, on Instagram, which is something for my business, which is really important. And I had been thinking about it and wanting to do it and wanting to put out myself, myself out there. Like I have stuff to share that I, that I, and I want to connect with people and I want to like share this message of self-love and empowerment with the people in my community. So it was so important to me. So 
you know, when I asked you, would you do it again? Like I would 100 million percent do it again because hitting that floor helped me go like, hey, like that was bad, but like that felt like shit. But I'm still here. I still love myself. I'm still okay. What's great is that what happened with me too is that you take a leap of faith expecting one thing and really it's a leap of faith in another direction. Mm -hmm. And so you jump off that cliff expecting one thing when really like for you, you jumped off, okay, adventure, but you got so much more out of it and you would not have taken that jump had this not happened. And like, that's what's, that's what like that theme is for my story too. And we go on and on, I'm sure about Mm -hmm. all these funny unexpected stories, but like you take the leap expecting one friggin' thing mm-hmm. and what you get out of it is so different and so much more. Oh, I had no so idea. So much more than just the surface, surface level. It's like yeah. we, we hit the surface. The yeah. surface was hard. We took that leap of faith for what we thought we were going to get. The surface was hard and it was that deep underneath it that we got. Because what I thought I was going to get from it was like actual business tips, you know, (laughs) like straight up. Because like it was really cool, like hearing him talk to his team, you know, and and go through like the business process. That was one of my favorite things, like like overhearing his his business conversations with Mm -hmm. his like, Mm -hmm. you know, that I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I thought I was going to get things like that and be able to talk about like business stuff. But like. I, that wasn't even what I got from it, but mm. but it did help my business in the mm. end because it helped me mm. feel feel okay with myself, feel okay with not being perfect, feel okay with not having everything turn out the way that it did and still show up for myself and be like, wow, Sabrina, you did that. Like you actually did that and you're okay and you were able to pick yourself back up. And what he thinks doesn't actually matter, you know? And what other people think, no matter how much you put them on a pedestal, like... I, I think that like... No, go ahead. (laughs) It's that easy over honoring yourself, Mm -hmm. easy over honor. And then the only thing that I think that we should put into the mix to ever choose easy over honoring yourself is safety. Yeah. That's the only, 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 only thing. (laughs) And I had another situation in Jamaica. A guy was taking me around, a local, a friend. I trusted him, but he was making decisions for me. Mm -hmm. And a few moments, you know, he'd be like, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. And not in a way that's like, I can't wait to do this with you. It was just like, okay, this is done here. Let's go. And it was like, what about me? What about what I want? It wasn't ownership thing. And in those moments, I was not honoring myself. It was that same gut wrenching, Mm. small, oh God, I'm going to go home and I'm going to have to pay for this decision for a little while and do some soul searching. But in that moment, I was like, I think that this is the safest decision. Yeah. and then, but then sometimes, you know, it's, it's mixed, but I think that it's an interesting thing for us to kind of sit on is that easy versus honor and how safety comes into the mix to help you choose which way do you go? A hundred percent. Yeah. Always. I mean, it's, it's, I, I love, I mean, I, I've loved taking these types of risks mm-hmm. in my life, but they haven't always been the smartest, uh, moves and, or the safest mm-hmm. moves, you know? I mean, I've, I've always had a pretty good, I like, I feel like, I, I knew it wasn't terribly unsafe. It was more emotionally unsafe, mm-hmm. you know? And um, that's that's a huge that's point, a though. That's huge, 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 yeah. huge. And oh my gosh, you're so right. Because a lot of these moments when I choose to, um, 
when honestly when I disrespect myself yeah. in certain ways and I don't mean just like that's not just body I don't mean a guy taking advantage of yeah. me but I just mean disrespect my soul and my, what I'm those aligned with yeah. those boundaries when I disrespect that it's like it's that it's it's I'm I'm not leaning into emotional safety. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's a big one, and we kind of overlook it because we dismiss our emotions a lot. Like, oh, it's it doesn't show, so it doesn't it's not really real. Like we kind of hide them and sweep them under the rug again and not address them. And a lot, we do a lot of that in, in our culture, I think. Um, so it, it is really important to to also be aware of that. I mean, on the other hand, like jumping off the cliffs, I wouldn't, I don't regret it, but like I may be going forward in my, in my future. I would, I would, I'm opting. I've made the choice to go for the gentle lessons and the supportive environments and to be around love and light and not so much, uh, in these sort of scary environments. That's, that's my lesson, but I don't regret any of that. I think that this is so beautiful as you're talking and talking about emotional safety and as all of this is about our leap of faith. It's just having that emotional safety net. Mm. It's that emotional safety net to catch you. And whether that's in yourself or calling the friend or, you know, but it's. Well, I think when you do these things, it's having those practices. Like I turned to podcasts. I went to like my my soothing podcasts that were like like from like a the spiritual coach there, Christine Hassler. Like I was just listening to her stuff like, okay, I need to be reminded and then I was friendship and then going on walks, just like doing That's things it. alone, journaling. Like I started journaling a lot. Like those are three things that for me, when I'm in that state, I, I need that, you know. When I was in Jamaica not feeling great, I phoned a friend and I was like, this is going to be one expensive ass conversation. But yeah. <laughs> that's what I needed. And that was my emotional safety. Net. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks for tuning in, hanging out, and being part of this self-love journey with us. We're in this together. Help us spread self-love by taking a selfie and letting us know how you practice self-love or by sharing something that inspired you from this episode. Be sure to share it in your stories, tagging at Lingerie with the hashtag BedTalksByAliceCast so we can repost you. If you love the message and want to support, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. See you next time for more Real Talk with your girls, Megan Sabrina.